All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So today's topic, I want to talk about healing, and I'm going to be honest with you all. It's really hard to talk about healing when you haven't been through a healing yourself. Um, you know, we've got like these super Olympians. You've got like Serena Williams, Usain Bolt, uh, uh, Wade Van Niekerk as a 400 record holder now, Usain Bolt as a 200 meter record world record holder now um, that took those records from Michael Johnson. So if they're going to teach you something about world records, you can listen. They're certified. Um, Or at least you can go to the coach of those two people and find out, like, how in the world did you do this? Same thing with a top chef. You know, if somebody's got a restaurant and the walls are just packed, you know, and people are just eating great food. This is like before coronavirus. If the walls are just packed, you know, you can listen to that chef because something on that menu is bringing them back. They're succeeding. They're working. So in trying to put this message together for healing, I hit a couple walls. Like, you know, originally I wanted to make it about uh, black people, black healing. And then it it was so much, you, you know, where I don't know if you all know this, but there are surgeries that, you know, you have like uh, uh, surgery techs and, you know, surgeons and the crew can perform that are so detailed that the only way that they can remove or repair the body and fix it is with microscopes and lasers and and scalpels and instruments that you and I would look over in in a heartbeat. We wouldn't even see them because of how tiny and 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 uh, adept they are. So <laughs> healing is it's something that Really, as I really just struggle to get this out, I'm like, why is this message so important? Why is this so, you know, candid for people? Um, Healing is one of the number one things that I feel is being exposed the most nowadays. It's it's one of the things that... um, has been marketed and sold so well that we now don't even look at it as healing. We look at it as the shoes, the therapy, or not not the therapy. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is our healing now is in things. We don't necessarily look at ourselves and say, hey, do I like my shadow? Look at my shadow. Am I doing my shadow work? Am I just doing the basic maintenance in life? So, you know, now our healing, we put our healing in things, not necessarily in us, where you'll sit and you'll just be kind of slumped over and just thinking like, hmm, I'm just not happy. I just don't like this. I just don't like that. You'll sit there and and the, the, the realest moment you can have. You're sitting there admitting to yourself that you don't like the way you feel. And what do you do right afterwards? Because we're programmed, because of, you know, all the things that we've seen, you go and drink or smoke or get high or do whatever drug, you know, you go do that. 
to put a Band-Aid over a bullet hole. So in trying to put this message together, I was like, why is this so hard? Like, why is it so hard to talk about healing? Well, it's it's a road that very few travel. And it's a road that we've been made to uh, understand as, oh, he's crazy. Or, oh, she's lost her mind. Or, oh, they had a nervous breakdown. Like, just because someone falls out of the norm doesn't mean that you should condemn them. If anything, you should be paying attention. These are some of the realest moments you'll ever get in life. When you when uh, uh, the PTSD, the uh, postpartum, um, uh, I, 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 I don't want to say trauma because trauma can mean so many different things. But when the symptoms start to show and we do everything in our power to cover it up, it only delays and prolongs. Um, the the damage of of what's really something we should have healed from a long time ago. And, you know, what we don't heal from today can cause us to miss out on blessings, gift, relationships, wealth, happiness, and experiences. And uh, a good friend of mine, um, military guy, was explaining to me, and this is what he said. He said that education is more focused on price than knowledge and experience. Um, Where do we see this? Where do we see this? Now, if education and the price of education was the hallmark of everything that we have, everyone would have to be one of the 12 Olympians. Everyone would have to be one of the uh, uh, Egyptian gods and goddesses. Um, Everyone would have to go to Harvard. Um, Everyone would have to go to, you know, the the. Ivy League app creation school or Ivy League tech school. And that's not happening. We're having people create businesses out of their garage. You know, you got people like Steve Jobs and you got like the the Mark Zuckerberg and the twins that created Facebook. Like these people are just creating things and just doing stuff because they have the knowledge and experience. And thank you, L. Um, another friend of mine, what she said is, we don't trust the words. We trust the experience. So, I mean, which would, you ra- which would you rather have? Would you rather have a book tell you from, you know, some expensive book tell you what to do and how to be and how to feel? Or reach out and grab that person like The Rock or these total divas or these CrossFit moms or, you know, these women that are just owning it and, and just taking over in 2020, would you rather reach out and talk to them, the knowledge and experience, or go pay gobs and gobs and gobs of money and waste your time trying to catch up to the price and the image? So, yeah, as I come back and talk about healing, um, healing only occurs after you've isolated, rested. And had a chance to reflect. So I want you to have that too. And what you're holding on to, that pain, that embarrassment, that trauma, that you know confusion, uh, whatever it is that keeps you from getting a basket of you know fresh greatness, um, 
I see it. You see it. A lot of people can see it. You know, <laughs> like you don't think people can see it. They can see it. Some people are more transparent like me. People just look at my face and be like, what's up? What's going on? Like a lot of people are more transparent than they think. And time is the greatest wealth we possess and how we use it exposes us. So the more time we spend damaged and not working on our healing, it 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 rots us. And it almost to the point where people are just like they can see you. They're like, you're not bronze. You're not silver. You're gold. So why aren't you? You know, why aren't you acting like that? Like, why don't you know your value? Well, you won't know your value until you heal. So are we working in this time? Are we working on the things that multiply our good efforts and thoughts or the opposite? You know? And the the real power behind this message came after um, that isolation, that rest, and that chance to reflect. Um, I had like a, it was like a good week where everything just went my way. Like, I'm I'm not joking. As a man, you can take that however you want it. Everything just went my way. Everything felt good. Everything tastes good. Everything was good. Um, You know, in my home, I was the husband and the man to my wife that I wanted to be and, and, and that I wanted to, that she wanted me to be and that I wanted to be. Everything just clicked. I got to spend time and just hold my daughter and just have fun and 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 just be blessed and, and love on her and just watch her little smile and her cute little face and you know just just enjoy all that time you know that we're supposed to enjoy as parents you know I I, I had it all click and then <laughs> then it just got better I went to the chiropractor and got adjusted. And I I say this with embarrassment. I've been cracking my neck and doing all this crazy stuff. And then just so happened that my like my neck kind of stiffened up like all around. And I couldn't really sleep on my right side, which means I'm looking at my wife. So I get frustrated and lay on my back, which I'd be snoring, ignore, uh, you know, uh, uh, basically annoying my wife. And then I turn on my left side, completely turn my back to her. All she gets is is back and booty, you know, for the rest of the night. So I'm like, eh, maybe I should go check this out. It's been like a couple months where my neck is kind of busted like this. They put their hands on me, boom, crack, boom. And now everything's flowing and feeling good. Now, I didn't know this at the time, but I had set up a massage that day. I just didn't know I would get to the chiropractor that soon. So I go to the chiropractor. My wife had you know, recommended them because she was really really off after uh, uh, delivering our daughter from her pregnancy. She was just really off, wanted to get aligned, kept going to the masseuse and just wasn't aligned right. So she recommended I go there. We had talked about it for a whole year. And so I finally go, finally set up my adjustment. I didn't know they'd get me in that quick. I got an adjustment (laughs) and then later went down the street and got uh, with my masseuse. And as far as men, I don't know if you guys have done this before, the Ashiatsu massage. Basically, a woman walks all over you and you get to enjoy it. (laughs) So, like, that was my healing and and joy. And then after that, you get to eat. I, I get to eat a great meal and sit down, have some great food. 
I just had one of the greatest weeks you could you could possibly have. And um it, it it's like it just keeps getting better. When it just keeps getting better, when things just keep getting better and the healing is better and the the isolation is better and the the pleasure is better. When things just keep getting better, you got to pay attention and reflect on that. And I want that for everybody. I want that for you. And you have to want it for yourself. So I'm like, what are the steps? If I could make this easy and just break it down and just give it to you to make it easy, like what are like how do you address these steps? Well, boom, you got to get a speeding ticket. The police officer's got to he's got to pull you over, or she's got to pull you over. Like a cop car. <laughs> I, I used to really love Lil Wayne um, and all that. But yeah, you've got to get pulled over by the police. you got to get called out. You've got to see that there's a problem. There has to be enough attention and focus brought to it to where you can honestly say and admit, I have a problem. Something's wrong. And... For those of you that are are very visual and maybe you like the Rocky movies like I do, this is every Rocky movie. He gets his butt whipped, whipped. (laughs) He gets his butt whipped. Or in the case of, you know, seeing Apollo Creed die in the ring, he has to suffer that great loss. It's that great, you know, uh, uh, slap in the face moment where you're finally woke. You're finally seeing it. And, and you're like, wow, there's a problem here. And you get to see the fear. You see the hurdle. You see the roadblock that causes the... And, and that's what ultimately causes the opponent to defeat you. You haven't noticed these things. And I, I, like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not one to dig into the mind of a fighter very much. But I'm pretty sure in the mind of most successful fighters... There is a quality relationship between in their left brain, how the fight is going to go. And on the right side, all the preventative maintenance they've done defensive wise. Um, So it's not that they're scared of the opponent at all. It's just that they've prepared themselves so well that whatever the opponent has to throw at them is not an issue. Athletes have to do this. Athletes have to recognize, man, like. I've got this great body, this great ability, this great eye, this 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 greatness in me and I uh I'm not going to the NBA. I'm not going to the NFL. I didn't make it, you know, I'm not the first string quarterback. I'm not the first string receiver or running back. I'm the coach is not playing me. I'm not getting any letters back from recruiting. It's my junior or senior year in high school. I still haven't got that Phone call like, oh, my mom has been working two jobs just so she could afford the shoes and the the travel and all this stuff that I'm doing. My dad is is now taking a second job. He's cleaning carpets and doing his regular job just so they could pay for my camp to go play with LeBron or go play with um, Tom Brady or, you know, people are making these sacrifices for me and something's still not right. What am I doing wrong? This is why doctors ask questions. This is why. Now, contrary to what you see on social media, 
the way to handle a problem is not to post an article and expect everybody to agree with you. You're going to have to take the hits. You're going to have to take those arguments off to the side after everybody's blown you up. <laughs> you've got 80 messages, 80 replies. You know, after you've got all this stuff, you're going to have to take a moment to the side and talk to that person the way a doctor would. Well, how long have you felt this way? How long have you thought this way? Would you have some time? Would you mind sitting down with me? And I don't know, just comparing notes. Like you feel so strongly about this. Let's sit down and talk about it a little bit more. So that's just the thing. Like doctors will do the necessary or or actually the nurse. <laughs> the nurse actually comes in and drills you with those questions. Okay, how long have you had this pain? How long have you had this issue? Um, when did you notice it on the scale of one to 10? What's the pain like? Did you lose, did you lose your taste, touch, sight, smell, hearing, smelling? Like what did, what did you lose? You know, they'll take you through those questions to get you to, to a point where you can give them enough information so they can isolate the problem because they, they've got to locate it. And understand what the problem is. It's the same thing that engineers do. They take the technology and the people that literally hold the technology in their hands, in their inventory, like the plumbers and, you know, the electricians and all that. And they have to bridge the gap between the customer and the people that can install it. The engineers build a solution so that you will have... Um, your lights and telephone and the stuff in your neighborhood. Um, because, yeah, you can build the home, but there has to be an engineer to, you know, connect everything in a way and build it, build a solution so that when that technician goes out and does the job, they know what to do and where to go. That's engineering. Engineering is taking the technical aspect and the installation and bridging it to the customer. Marketing and sales. This is like one of my favorite, my favorite ways to address the problem, which is one of the funniest are these stupid infomercials and or like now I'm not going to pick on dating services because I think they're even more essential now than uh, they ever were before. But, you know, the way the infomercials go, the, the cheesy ones at night, are you alone? And if you're up late at night, you're kind of like, you're probably like, and you're single. You're probably like, yeah, I am alone. Do you want somebody? Like, yeah, I do want somebody. Are you turned on right now? And you're looking at you like, I am turned on right now. Well, you need to call 1-800-LIPSTICK. <laughs> you need to call 1-800-RED-ROSE. <laughs> so, you know, they're going to play on your emotions and... I um I see this actually uh, every night. It's like every night at five and six um, because I used to be in the pharmaceutical world. You know, they're showing all these um, whole lot of Mexican going on, going on at Taco John's, and you know they show these commercials. Ba da ba ba ba. You know, McDonald's. They show this at like five and six o'clock. It's not necessarily that you need this fast food. 
it's not necessarily that you need Taco Bell or McDonald's or Applebee's or, you know, love that chicken from Popeye's. You don't need any of this stuff. But because we will always be hungry, because we will always have a need for nourishment, marketing and sales is keyed in on that. They're like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not wasting time. We know that you have needs and wants and desires. We're going to play on that harp every chance we get. And like my favorite is if you ever go to Menards and Lowe's or any of that, um, they sell all this stuff all the time. (laughs) Is your gutter spilling over into the, the side of your house? Do you have unleaves and gunk and uncomfortable sludge coming from your gutter? Well, you need to try Super Hangover. Super Hangover gutter won't allow any leaves or, uh, you know, bird poop or twigs or rascals or anything to clump into your gutter. Now you'll have that easy, clear path of water just flowing through your gutters, flowing through the house. No blockage, no ice, no any of that clogging up the way which is like it's dope like there's some of this stuff is so dope but the infomercials are so comical because they know how to address the problem like once you start itching scratching and moaning about stuff they got you so after you've addressed the problem now you've got to care for the wound and this is you know you ever seen uh dark knight um when batman's back is broken you know he's in this gutter prison in the bottom of a hole just trying to address that wound and heal now in the movie he heals it by you know working out but in the comic book he actually builds a device to address the wound which is like kind of funny um jerry Maguire, rod tidwell show me the money now how does jerry Maguire address the wound he's lost all of his clients like I don't know if anybody knows the the danger and panic of going from being a god, <laughs> being worshipped and having all this money. Like, let's say you can sell cars and you're selling cars and you've got your family and, and six figure income and all that. And then one day you just wake up and go to the dealership and nobody's coming to buy cars from you anymore. Or you, you bake cakes and everybody's now going and, and baking cakes across the street with the person that's younger or older or has better recipes or has a better gimmick or uh, uh, doesn't have potholes in their um, parking lot. It's like all these things can factor into you being wounded in a business. And in Jerry Maguire, like he lost all of his contacts and all he had was Rod Tidwell. Well, he addressed that wound and he stuck with Rod Tidwell the whole way through and not only did he make it to, you know, that happy place at the end of the movie, he got to thank his agent and people wanted they wanted that. So there's some addressing of the wound that you only get from quality, uh, uh, quality care and quality care. I hate to say it. Sometimes it will break you down to almost having nothing. So, yeah, you <laughs> like Jerry Maguire, he's broke down to nothing where all he had was Rod Tidwell and it forced him to work on his relationships It forced him to look on himself internally. Is he a user? Is he this? Is he that? All the all yeses. You know, he he was forced to look at that. Last one is Captain Marvel addressing the wound. So Captain Marvel, when she does get her full memory, people are still telling her to sit, heal, stay like a little puppy. (laughs) They're, they're, They're still telling her, hey, you're powerful. You're a cute little blonde, but like. Stay in your place. 
you're not allowed to uh, make decisions like the big boys. This is the men. This is the men's club, and we got this. We run this. Um, like you look at who helped her, who helped her heal, who helped her come back. It was her best friend, a woman, and her daughter, a little girl, and then of course Nick Fury. I mean Samuel L. Jackson. Of course he's gonna help you if he's. If he's labeled a hero from the beginning of the movie, he's going to be a hero all the way through to the end. Um, but like like anybody that helped her had to help her after she realized the wounds. The wounds were all mental. She was a hero. She had to fight the misogyny growing up and in the and in the Air Force. She had the, the fight the misogyny as a little girl trying to ride uh, uh, cartwheels and all this stuff with the boys. You, you're driving too fast. You can't drive like the boys. You can't do this like the boys. It's like who hasn't been told and beat up and traumatized by what somebody else's uh, expectations are. So when she finally gets her full memory, when she finally realized that she almost sacrificed her life to save her mentor another woman it all comes back with glowing radiance and power and now the person that everybody in like her dad her drill sergeant her her new love interest on a whole nother planet everybody now everybody that's been telling her sit heal stay roll over be a cute little puppy <laughs> is now in utter fear and she says it perfectly at the end of the movie. She was like, I don't need your approval. I'm not asking you for nothing. So this is where you take the film and the footage and you start applying the care. You know, as an athlete, you start looking, mm, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that anymore. Ooh, yeah, I was doing that. That didn't look good. You address the wound. That's when you get the surgery done and you have somebody cut on your spirit, cut on your heart, cut on your emotions and remove that dead weight. The thing is, you might have been using it so long and working with it for so long that it's now normal. You know, you normally walk with your right arm drooping down low and looking like a hunchback. You're so used to all of the pain. You're so used to carrying other people's agendas. You're so used to carrying all those struggles that when they take that weight off and spiritually, mentally, Physically, emotionally, they heal you up. You feel like you're 21. Like, woo, party! I mean, you want to party. You want to go out. You want to have a good time. Like, some some people lose their minds, you know, because they're like, oh, my God. Like, I feel so good. I can do anything. I can run through this wall. <clears throat> you know, you go to the dentist. You know, you, you might have had a couple root canals and all this pain. Now you're smiling. People like you. People like all your face. You know, you, you, they, they see the light. Um, you're caring for the problem. You're caring for the wound. And then, of course, you know, there's healing time. There's healing and then there's reflection. And my favorite example of healing will always be Wolverine. Um, in the Wolverine movie, you take this this superhuman, this mutant man that literally can get shot in the forehead or stabbed like we've seen. Like in the Dark Phoenix movie, what Jean Grey does, what she does is in her anger, her rage and her power, she's literally peeling the skin off of his bones 
and he keeps coming back just out of love, just trying to reach her and, and get her to heal <laughs> from her trauma and all her stuff. And in order for her to heal, he's got to take through all this pain. In the movie Wolverine, though, this is like, what? Almost five or six years later. In the Wolverine movie, um, Hugh Jackman goes through a scenario where, um, I think her name is the Viper, um, the Viper steals his healing ability from him. So now he's just a regular man with these heavy, dense muscles and exoskeleton, or in or his, his skeleton that's like got this plated, you know, platinum plated adamantium. Um, he's just dying. Like you're just watching him get stabbed and beat up where normally he'd be fine. But once that healing comes back, it does require some time for everything to grow back the right way. Yeah. You're going to scar up a little bit. It's going to leave some scars, but when you've got a healing better than everybody else, it's up to you to make sure you know what allows you to heal the best. Superman is the same way. If you put that kryptonite around him, it's just a green rock. Looks like a booger. You put that green rock around him and his cousin, uh, uh, Kara Danvers. You put that green rock around him. He's trash. Like Superman is trash. <laughs> so is so is Supergirl. It's from their home. Like, isn't that isn't that kind of ironic? Like think about this. How many women? How many men? are weakened and damaged from something that happened at home. So I'm not I'm not going to get off topic here, but when we're talking about healing and isolation, Superman was, boom, ejected from his home along with his cousin. And his cousin thought she was coming to protect him and save him. Little did she know that her pod was set off course. And during that time, on earthly time, he was allowed to heal and grow and age faster than her. Like, a, I'd say a couple years older than her, even though she's technically older than him. Now, get this. Here's like an extra tidbit. Supergirl is actually stronger than Superman. Supergirl has more. She's older, has more of their home planet in her. She has more of it. So. We're talking about healing, time and isolation, being on this planet, Krypton, being on this planet allowed her to absorb more of what they need to be these super people. So if they tell it right, if you actually tell the story right, Supergirl is actually stronger than Superman. It's just his ability to adapt to Earth. He's been on Earth longer so he can adapt to the earth longer. That's his isolation, his healing, his gift. He's been on earth longer. So they play around with that. But if you give Superman enough time to heal, you separate him away from that angry, nasty, green booger kryptonite, and he will heal. He will be great. He will be powerful. Last one is Shuri. Shuri, T'Challa's little sister in um, Black Panther. She's one of my favorite examples. She can understand everything. She can break apart everything in her lab. It just requires isolation and time. She reprogrammed the Winter Soldier 
to no longer have kill codes in his mind. Anybody that knows about like Russia and the KGB and all these like conspiracy theories about programmed soldiers, she removed that. All she needed was some time and some isolation. She took the kill codes out of his mind. Like all a guy had to do was read the codes to the winter soldier and he would go out and kill whoever they, you know, sicked him or threw him to. She healed that spinal damage that was killing Agent Ross. Like guy was shot in the back, damaging the spine, all that. She healed him and, and all she needed was, you know, just a little bit of time. She almost removed an infinity stone from Vision's forehead. Like it's amazing what some people can do. When they have the right isolation and time to heal. Do the rehab. Do the physical therapy. Go to the personal trainer. Um, This preventative maintenance. um, These are the oil changes. Going to the dentist. Doing the nutrition. Doing the exercise. Um, it's, It's actually a healthy relationship of being shameful with the past. And in complete pleasure with what you're doing. Maintenance. So in this healing time, all all you need is just that little bit of isolation, just that that little bit of time. And and a lot of times you do have to give it to yourself. I had a best friend. He now runs a health center um, for, uh, you know, people that are impoverished and struggling. He used to do his homework in the bathroom and then um, immediately go out and play basketball. That's how he got his isolation, his healing time to learn healing can also be learning. So as I come to a close, (laughs) it's reflection. Reflection is ultimately the best friend of healing. It's where you say, thank you. Reflection is where you send the gift cards. You send the cookies. You let people know And you let yourself know that you're thankful of how far you've come and you can say thank you to them. This is where if you're a Patriots fan, a football fan, or you just know of the Patriots, Bill Belichick has Super Bowl rings as an assistant coach with the Giants. And then he has a a Super Bowl rings as the head coach of the Patriots. And he's looking pretty good now. They're starting to beat teams that are better than them with not not much as far as weapons. But that's Bill Belichick's, that's his thing. Bill Belichick would rather have, I got to say this the right way, Bill Belichick doesn't need a Mariah Carey. Bill Belichick doesn't need a Whitney Houston. Bill Belichick doesn't need a, uh, uh, almost, I was going to say like Alicia Keys, Bill Belichick wants the girl that won the the um, talent contest at her high school. Like that's who Bill Belichick wants because he believes she's going to work harder. <laughs> he doesn't want the image. He doesn't want the show. He just wants guys that are going to come and be dedicated to work. I, I'll go as far as to say, man, Bill Belichick probably doesn't even have a salt and pepper shaker in his house. He just wants the essentials. Like I'm making jokes, but Bill Belichick has the Super Bowl rings to prove that he's done 
the work of addressing the problems. He's done the work of looking at the wounds. He's done the work of letting his players heal, letting his coaches heal, letting everybody do what they need to do to even move on and coach well enough to beat him in a game like uh, coach Matt Patricia. So Bill Belichick has got, if my memory serves me correct, it's like six or seven Super Bowl rings while coaching in general. I don't know anybody that has that many rings in the NFL as a head coach while being an assistant and a head coach. Then there's Bill Parcells, the coach that he coached under that mentored and, and grew him, which is a very key and important thing. Once you get the healing and the reflection piece down, now you can go and hunt for mentors, mentor figures, people that understand the body, people that understand money, people that understand the economy, people that understand technology, people that understand relationships. You can find somebody that knows all of these things or personally build your own personal board of executives. So you measure the results. You Like Jordan, the Jordan, the last dance uh, um, documentaries, you can look back and measure the results. You can compare the past to the present. You can make improvements if you need them. And you can help someone else, you know, that may be struggling or going through it. And it doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't have to happen. But this is that mentorship I'm talking about where you see somebody and you're just like, you know what? Especially for black people. Um I know how hard it was to go through this. I know how hard it was to be alone. Let me help you with that. Because chances are, this is what creates poverty. Us not recognizing that us need to help us a little bit more. Um, there is nothing. Nothing removes poverty faster than this right here. Addressing the problem. Addressing the wound, caring for the wound, healing, which is what really made me want to speak on this because so many people are missing out on their healing. And um, like it's not the government's job to hug you and hold you and kiss you and love you. They're the government. They're doing the best they can do. That is the best they can do is be the government. The government is not going to love me and hold me like my family. You know what I'm saying? The government is going to cook me a nice, delicious meal that's going to make me almost have like a little tear, <laughs> a little tear on the side. Oh, my God, this is so good. The government's not going to do that. The government isn't going to fix you. You've got to be smart enough to understand that your journey addressing the problem, caring for the wound, healing and the reflection means you should probably go help somebody else with this, too. Because people get it wrong and they go the wrong way. I'll come back and say it like I said it earlier. What we don't heal from today can cause us to miss out on blessings, gift, relationships, wealth, happiness, and experiences. Wonderful experiences. Wonderful people. Wonderful times. So in your reflection, spread the love. Um, uh, on earth as it is in heaven. As the Lord's prayer goes, you know, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. 
So it there's so much us and we in there. Spread the love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Well, if us is saying it, then us should probably apply that to one another. All right, y'all. Well, hey, I love you all. I hope you love me back. Please like, love, and share all these messages. I am, of course, having a ball. Love you all and want to do more. Um, taking the messages, taking the emails, and responding as uh, as soon as possible. And uh, yeah, I love you all. Hope you love me back. I'll see you soon.